This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about something that I think is really exciting and allows you to be at the forefront of whatever industry you're in. And that's about being in a new paradigm in business. And I've been talking about this for, oh my goodness, I think probably about 10 years in different formats and different ways. And I'm really seeing now that this is coming into fruition in business. And I believe that if you embrace this new paradigm, then you will be at the forefront of your industry, whatever industry you're in. It will give you that competitive advantage. It will enable you to create an extraordinary business, an extraordinary organization where you really maximize both the individual and collective potential of the business, of the people, of yourself, that it's kind of like a win, 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 win across all aspects, right? So I was working with a really awesome client this week and it was so fascinating being around them because sometimes I work with clients and it's like what I visualized in my head for so long, I suddenly see coming to fruition. I see the the reality of it playing out. And it makes me so excited for the future of business, the future of ourselves as human beings, and really the future of the planet. Because I've always believed that business is a huge force for change. And if we use this concept of business, this paradigm of business in a positive way, that we can use all the momentum, all the energy of that to really create change in the world. So what is this new paradigm in business that you can embrace that is really this forefront? Well, it's what I call co-creation and it's a visionary co-creation. That's really what I'm pointing to. What if your business, what if you as a founder of a business, a leader of a business came from a place of visionary co-creation? So as I say that term, I know what it means to me. (laughs) I can feel it running through my body, through my fingertips, but I just want you to sit with it for a minute because it has an energy and a potential in it, visionary co-creation. So imagine as you listen to me, what that means in your business, what it means that you could create, where that could take you. If you were working in this very co-creative space, you know, if you weren't doing things from a remedial perspective, if everybody was held in their potential, if everybody was connected to this big vision that you're here to create in the world, and that people could co-create in a very adult-to-adult, clean, respectful, appreciative way. And this is in my mind because of working with this client this week. And I have this really interesting thing when I work with teams and organizations where I know I'm holding different realities at the same time. So I'm in the kind of, you know, in the flow with that team and I'm holding a bigger vision that I hold for what I'm doing in the world of business. And I'm holding the biggest vision and potential for them. 
And then sometimes I have this almost like out-of-body experience where I can stand on the outside and go, wow, there is something different being created here. And I can feel it being created in such a different way. So that was a really amazing experience for me this week. And I've been sitting with it and reflecting on it for the last couple of days. And I'm a very visual kinesthetic person. So it's like I have to, I have an awareness of it at some point, and then I have to let it kind of flow through my body kinesthetically. And I have to be able to embody it until I can really articulate what was it about being with that team, being with that organization that, that was so different to many other organizations that, that I and my coaches and my organization do work with. So I thought it might be really interesting for me to just share some of those observations with you today, because I can talk about a new paradigm in business in a theoretical way. And I guess, you know, at some level, you probably will get it. You know that we've gone from this very hierarchical way of doing business when I went into business too many years ago to count, right, where the bosses kind of told you what to do and you did it and you kind of, you know, it was quite fear-based actually to, you know, a more collaborative kind of environment, but ended up being a bit soft and a bit like too collaborative and slowed things down, down, became too bureaucratic. And some of the alternative structures and things that were put into business, I couldn't get behind because I was like, you know, we've just put a whole new other realm of structure and processes and things to follow that replace the hierarchical. Do you see what I mean? So it was kind of overcomplicating, over bureaucracy with good intention, but actually not holding the true space of creative potential. So this is this new paradigm, as I say, this visionary co-creation. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I observed with this client this week and how special it is when this gets created. And, you know, I feel so privileged that I get to work with people who are in this new space, that I get to co-create with them because it's also a co-creation from my perspective too, that I bring me and my gifts and my talents and my vision for the world and it intersects, it kind of like comes together with the vision that they have for themselves. And again, it's very pure. So I'm not of service with the client in a way that, you know, oh, I'm here to serve you and you can tell me what to do. It's never that. And I can't be that. If I ever feel that dynamic with a client, I always leave. I can't bear it because it, it it's a kind of like a codependent kind of dynamic, right? So I like to work with my clients where I can co-create with them, where we can both feel into the magic together and where I can work very intuitively so I can feel into what's the next pieces of this? Where's the bit that unlocks the next level of potential? What am I bringing that can kind of galvanize this into its next level? You know, and that's where I get excited about working with people. So I'm going to share a few things that I observed in this um, session this week. It was a day session in the hope that when you listen to it, it gives you some impetus and some, you know, some practical concrete things that you might want to think about as you go about your daily life, as you are in your business, if you're found for business, how you're setting it up and how you're creating it. So especially with a lot of organizations I work with that are run by founders or entrepreneurs, 
the culture very much mirrors what they're bringing to the table. And that, of course, can be a positive, And it can be also if there's blocks and barriers in that individual, then that will also show up in the culture. And I've said this before, you know, you find that if the founder is has money blocks, for example, then there'll be a funny thing about money flow in the organization. You know, if the founder um, can't be with conflict, you'll find that, that conflict is not handled well in the organization. So, it's, so there's a kind of onus on the founder to do their own work, right? To show up cleanly, to be able to be self-aware and, you know, high intelligence, you know, high IQ and EQ, so that they can lead very consciously, not just from, um, you know, I show up and I'm doing my thing, but actually consciously working on how they show up and how they lead the organization. So one of the things I observed so strongly this week was a co-creation between two founders. And what they described was how they had very deliberately created the dynamic between them and taken the time to co-create that dynamic, you know, not rushed it, not been like, oh, there's an opportunity, we need to dive into business tomorrow, but really feeling into what's my values, what's your values, how do we, how will this work, what am I passionate about, what's my vision, what's your vision, who are you and who am I? And how do we come together? And I actually gave them this feedback at the end of the workshop, which is just like that co-creation has created the potential for everything else that is emerging in that organization. And, you know, so often relationships in life, not just in business, have some kind of codependent energy, right? Or there's somebody who's more dominant, somebody that's less dominant, somebody who's the leader and somebody who's the follower. Okay. And It's so unusual to me, particularly within the business world, to see two co-founders who are holding a space of energy and potential for each other so beautifully. And, you know, it really moved me. It really moved them. And I think the words that really came to me as I've been sitting with this is care and attention. Who am I and who are you? What are you here to do? What am I here to do? What do I care passionately about? What do you care passionately about? Where are we similar and different? How can I hold a space for you to be the best of who you can be and me to be the best of who I can be? What happens when we have conflict? What happens when we disagree? Can we still hold this space with each other? Can we be really truthful and honest with each other when things get sticky? You know? And like any relationship, that takes a high level of emotional intelligence and conscious creation to do that. So for you, if you're leading an organization or you're leading a big team or you're the founder of an organization, you know, having that care and attention, being able to articulate what you stand for, what you're here to do, What's your next evolution that you're claiming for yourself in the development of this business is so crucial for the success of it. And so often, you know, I'm a very fast thinking, fast action kind of person. I was talking to a a friend about this this morning. So I have to sometimes very consciously go inside and just sit with 
the, my feelings about something so that I can spot what the next piece is. And so I think the most powerful visionaries that I come across are holding both those energies and dynamics. You could call it, it the feminine and masculine energies, if you like, but it's kind of like that listening, receiving, feeling, intuitive energy. And it's the action and the drive and the ambition and the competitiveness, you know? And I really believe that those things are not mutually exclusive. And when you can use both sides of that coin, then you're ultimately powerful. I mean, really, you know, ultimately powerful. And that's what I saw in this dynamic was a beautiful co-creation that then held a space and created a space for the team to come into it. So the other thing that I observed, so that's number one about the founders. The second thing that I observed that's so important and is again, you know, sometimes challenging to do in the pace of life that we live in is to create time and space for a team to come together. Not just talking about work and projects and all of those things, but to come together on a human level. Who am I and who are you? And oh my God, you know, you're also an acrobat in your spare time. Or I had no idea that you did this before you came here. Or I had no idea that you're passionate about, you know, improv comedy or Reiki or whatever the thing is, right? So, you know, knowing ourselves and each other in the fullest possible way opens up this spectrum of possibility of how we get to be together. And, you know, I'm a lover of those random things. Do you think, well, you know, just because you love this in your spare time, how the hell is that going to help us in this business? You will be surprised, right? Because there's things in those things that are so powerful. If I'm somebody that does a lot of personal development and, you know, different um, therapies in my spare time, imagine the connection and the energy that I can bring into a business. If I love improv, Imagine what I can create on the fly. Imagine how spontaneous I can be. Imagine how I can hold that space of creativity and spontaneity and agility for the organization. So, you know, it's seeing people in not a one-dimensional way. And there's no shortcut to that. The only way that you can create that is by taking time and space. And I came into a day where this team had been together the night before and been sitting around a campfire and sharing stuff. And, you know, for some of them, it was more comfortable than others. And some of us are more comfortable about talking about our emotions and our inner world than other people. And that's all good, right? But it takes that vulnerability, that openness, you know, and, you know, what Brené Brown talks about in the strength of that vulnerability, when we're able to open our hearts and be vulnerable with each other and share who we truly are, then we create this sense of space and trust and potential in a way that you just can't do if you don't create that time and space. So, you know, as a team, sometimes it's kind of like, oh God, we've got all this stuff to do and we need to drive the money and we need to do this, that and the other. But it's the kind of slowing down to speed up to me. That actually, when you slow down and you take that time and space, it's a sort of contradictory thing because you feel like, wow, we're not actually working and making money. But I can tell you that will be the thing that quantum leaps the business. That will be the thing that not only quantum leaps your results, because you'll go back in a different way, but it unlocks a collective potential. So it means that together you become a force to be reckoned with. 
together you can support and challenge and broaden out your thinking and, you know, have all these inputs into things that you would never think of yourself. And, you know, also that your clients will also appreciate and engage with you in a different way because people feel this energy. You know, if you're connected as a team, people feel it, they notice it. And I'm thinking about another team now that I worked with a while ago. And it was interesting because it was a team that was a particular company that had been bought by a bigger company and they had their own unique culture in the smaller business. And it was interesting that they told me that when they went to big company events, people would continually say to them, gosh, you're really tight in your team, aren't you? You're really tight in your company. Like you all seem really bonded together. And so it's very visible to the outside world when you have that sense of connection. When you come together in that way, it's so visible and so tangible. And it makes people want to go, God, I, I would love to be part of that. It's a, it has a magnetism to it. I want to be involved with those guys. I want to like, you know, I feel like I want to be in that energy because I can feel how special it is. And also I'm really curious because The rest of us don't feel like that. You guys are doing something different over there that I can't put my finger on. It's not tangible to me right now, but I know it's different and I really want to find out more about it. Imagine if that's how your clients felt about you. Imagine that just as you went around your day, your life and your work, that people were magnetized to you and that people said, wow, there's something special about those guys right? They're not the average people. They're not the people we normally come across in this industry. There's something special about them. Imagine how much business that would generate for you if we want to just bring it down to that kind of basic commercial level. So it's about the leaders and what they create, particularly if you're a co-founder and how you create that dynamic, but also how you show up as a founder if you're a solo founder too. It's about creating the time and space to come together as a team. And it's about really understanding what you stand for, you know, your vision and values. What are we here to do? What's the biggest why? Probably be familiar with Simon Sinek and his concept of, you know, working from the why. And if you don't check out the TED talk that he's done on it, you know, what's my why? Why are we here? What are we trying to create? What are we trying to change in the world that bonds us all together? And what are the values that we can really stand behind? the differentiators that make us unique. And also it's like, it's like it's a collective coming together. And interestingly, I said on this day, actually, that I have a thing about collective values. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, I never know whether I like them or not, because I don't want people to feel like they have to compromise and elbow themselves, you know, squeeze themselves into this little space. So actually we looked at at kind of our own perspective, each individual's perspective of the business and the values, and then how they come together in a way that feels powerful. And there's a reason why that works so well, which is the next point that I'm going to come on to. But you have to know your vision and your values and not just know them. So, oh, is this pretty picture stuck on a wall that got laminated, right? Or we put it in our, you know, our pitch deck not that. It's that we embody them. That when people work with us, they instinctively get those values. It's like they leak, that's the most positive phrase, they they flow out of us. And again, people are like, well, it's different working with those guys, you know? I can feel what they stand for. 
And when you can get to that level, you know that you've got something special. You've got something that people have embodied. And embodiment is so important. You cannot do any of this from an intellectual standpoint. It's all about how you embody and you live it. And then it will really come to the fore. So the fourth thing I wanted to say was that what I was struck by with the team I was working with this week was how each person stood in their own potential and strength. There was no drama. There was no bitchiness. There was no competitiveness. Um, I mean that in a negative competitiveness. There was definitely drive and ambition and all of those things, but not a competitiveness with each other. Like, I want to succeed at the expense of you. None of that. And a huge amount of kind of appreciation and acknowledgement of others, even when they're very different from myself, when I could have had a judgment, but don't. And in order to do that, I was thinking afterwards, what creates that? What do you need to have done individually in order to make that happen? And you really need to have that inner confidence for yourself in order to create a clean relationship with somebody else. And so this was a bunch of very intelligent, very successful people. And so it's like there was no need to be competitive. I don't have to make myself feel better by being better than you or by exerting my power over you. And again, that's what created such a clean dynamic. And so to create this new visionary co-creative culture, you need to have done your own work, right? You need to be able to create clean relationships. And, and, you know, not that we have to be perfect. Of course, we're all human. We all get triggered. We're all going to have times when we're not our best selves, of course. And especially if you are stretching and growing and evolving, because you're always moving into places that are unfamiliar. So are you going to do all those things perfectly? Of course not. Are you going to get things wrong? Probably. right? But I'm holding my own responsibility in it. I'm not firing off other people and I am holding my own space with it and taking my own responsibility for it. I sometimes talk about radical self-responsibility, you know, knowing that everything I create in my world is my creation and therefore my responsibility. It's not that person's fault over there. If I feel triggered, anxious, like I'm not good enough. That's nothing to do with what the other person did. It's my internal sense of self. Because when you have that inner confidence and that inner sense of self, nothing can shake it, right? So each individual has to be able to stand cleanly in this dynamic. And when you have that, then you can create amazing things. So there is an onus on each individual to deal with their own stuff, right? And to be able to come to the table clean. And, you know, again, I, f- I find that that's quite unusual to have that level of self-responsibility, confidence, self-respect actually is quite unusual. And that leads me to onto the final thing that I wanted to say about that is, you know, when you've got that inner core, when you know who you are, when you are not projecting onto others, then you can share openly and honestly what's going on. You know, you can acknowledge that I'm different to you. And sometimes I find that challenging when this happens because I'm not saying it in a like, oh, you know, you do this and it has this impact on me. I'm saying it from a perspective of I find that a bit challenging because this is who I am and this is how I like to work. So, what's this dynamic? And I said to the group, you know, 
it's also about asking for what you need. I find in organizations that people are not very good at asking for what they need. So they kind of expect somebody to mind read and to sort of instinctively know, you know, what what it is that you need to be at your best. And often it doesn't happen because the conflict with the person or the person that's triggering you is often because they're different to you. So you're going, do you know what? You know, it's a bit quick for me and I need to, I need to be able to process and reflect and slow down. And they can't see that because they don't slow down and process and reflect, right? So you're asking them to notice something that's not in their realm of experience. And so my experience having worked in big organizations before I became a coach was I learned how to say, you know, it really helps me if you give me some appreciation. Yeah, this is true. This is true of me. I like to be appreciated. And that doesn't mean like I'm dependent on it. I don't know that I do a good job because I do, but I like it. It makes me feel good. It's a human connection thing. And I like to appreciate other people. It's one of my values. And so when I've had bosses before and I've said to them, you know, that that appreciation really helps me. I remember years ago, I had a very direct, um, very action-oriented, speedy boss, right? And he said to me, you know, what can I do to help you? And I don't think he even actually really meant it, right? Or didn't, didn't expect anything major to come out. It was one of those things you say. And I said to him, I would really like you to, I'd really like to feel like you appreciate me. And it really stopped him in his tracks because he was kind of like, well, I I do appreciate you. I think you do an amazing job. And I said, yes, I'd like you to tell me that. Like, I would like to feel it from you. And that really helps me feel motivated and inspired and do a better job, you know? And it became a joke. And he would sort of wander past my desk and he'd say to me, oh, I need to give you some appreciation. And he would do it. And it would, and it, it was like a jokey thing, but actually it still worked for me. And when I left that organization to set up my own thing, he actually said to me, that was such a brilliant thing for me because I, I don't do that because it's just not important to me. I don't care if, any, if anyone does that to me or not. So it hadn't occurred to me that it was needed. It wouldn't occur to me to do that. And so every time we claim these pieces, every time we, we are able to have the open and honest conversation, that thing then becomes part of our repertoire as a leader, but also as a human being. Oh, so what if I could have the drive and the and the speed and that that amazing driving energy and I could really appreciate people? What could that create? You know? And then I've widened out my potential. I've widened out the spectrum of how I can operate. And it means that I can work more powerfully with a bigger mix of people. And so when you've got this team where you've got this intrinsic level of trust and respect and appreciation, then you can learn those things together. And then when you learn them together, it expands your team. But then it also means that you work differently with your clients, with your stakeholders, with other people in the organization, and people will notice. This is the interesting thing, that when I've done work in big organizations and say I've worked with one division of a big organization, it always makes me giggle because people will start coming up to that division and go, what have you guys been up to? There's something like, you know, what is it that you've been doing with that company that's been coming in? Because they can sense there's something different, like something's fundamentally changed. And it's like they can't calibrate it in their minds because it's not a logical thing. 
it's a felt thing. But you know, I you know, it's happened so often to me that we've gone to work in one division in an organization, and then we end up working with the whole organization because people get curious. And then they're kind of like, do you know what? I want that bit that they've got in there. Like, what if we could have that? It's almost like it gets a bit FOMO. Well, they've got that. We haven't got that. We really want some of that. We can see that it's really good over there. I want some of that for us. You know, it's hilarious how it happens. And so we don't have to convince anybody. We don't even have to influence anybody. We just have to embody the spirit of who we are. And so the more that you can model that in your organization, and this is true, you know, you may be a solopreneur who works with people freelance or who partners up with people to deliver different parts of your overall offering. You could apply that equally to that scenario. Or you might be a founder that's just setting up a business and you're thinking about how to create it powerfully. Or you might have a, a you know an organizational structure and people around you already. It really doesn't matter. What I'm talking about today applies to all of those things. So where do you even start with all of this? <laughs> I'm talking about a lot today. I'm like processing as I go. So let me just remind you about the pieces that I've been talking about today. So that you as a leader or leaders demonstrate the culture you want, and you take the time, care, and attention to do that. That you bring together your team and you spend the time again to create that connection, to create that human connection, to really know and understand each other on a human level. That you really embody your vision and values so that people sense it. When you see people repeat back the words that you know your values are, you know you've cracked it. You know, that's that's the acid test, actually. So when people repeat that back to you, I love you guys because you're so honest. You're like, tick, the value is living. So that's a really good uh, measure of how much you've embodied the values. That each individual can come clean to the table and take that radical self-responsibility. And that when you do that, you can create this open sharing culture where we can continually recalibrate these relationships. So the place to start, if you're thinking about this and thinking, gosh, where would I even begin with this? As ever, you begin with yourself. So the first place to look is yourself. You know, am I creating the culture I want here? Have I done my own inner work so that I'm not bringing my stuff to the table? Am I being triggered by stuff around me? In which case, you know, there's work to do. You know, a trigger is always an amazing gift because it just shows you you've got inner work to do, right? So that's an amazing gift. So taking that responsibility, knowing that it starts with you and how you're being and what you're embodying and what you're living in the world, not just in your work, but in your family, in your life, in all the places that people experience you, that's the place to begin. Because if you're misaligned in that level, in that area, it will throw your business off. And I've seen that happen too many times and I can tell you about that the founder has not done that inner work. You know, the leader has not done that inner work and then they can't lead the team cleanly and it just starts to kind of wobble and permeate through things. So the first step is always yourself. And then you can look at, okay, what am I creating out here? What am I creating in this team and culture? How can I create this as cleanly as possible? 
but you will only create it cleanly when you're cleaning yourself. So I'm just feeling so excited that I am starting to see this really come into being in the world, that I can see how people are embodying this new paradigm. So I also want you to just ask yourself, if I was to live in this space of visionary co-creation, what would it look like? And just sit with the inquiry, journal on it, you know, think about it when you're in your most creative spaces. What does that visionary co-creation look like? And if I really embodied that visionary co-creation, what would that create in my business? How would it transform what we're doing? And how would it help us quantum leap the business to the next level? Just a few small things to think about today. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. And, you know, do reach out to me. I'm on all the kind of main social media platforms. You can see it all in the show notes here. So do reach out to me if you're an organization that's really interested in this visionary co-creation space, or there's things that come out here that you would like to share. Maybe you're doing something extraordinary in your organization already, or maybe there's a stuck place that you'd like some support on. Then do reach out to me because as you will know, if you've been listening to this podcast, this is a mission for me. This is part of my bigger vision and mission in the world. And so I'm always happy to help and to share thoughts. And it also helps develop and build my thinking and my creation of this. So it's very much a co-creative process. This is a moving, evolving feast. And I love to co-create with others on it. So feel free to reach out to me if that feels right too. And thank you so much for being on this journey and listening. Thank you for listening to Visionary Collective Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing visionary purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective. 